2: now
3: Thank you
4: All right, guys, welcome to episode two today of Red Pill News. I'm sitting here at the Branson Airport doing my editing. Uh, this is an interview I did with Joe Ray Perkins, currently running for office in Oregon. She's running against Ron White and, of course, a nearly 40 year incumbent, if not more. Joe Ray is awesome. If you don't know who she is, then you can get to her website and all of her information in the description below this video. Before we begin, just want to let everybody know that today's episode is brought to you by the Second Amendment. This is an excellent way to show your support for the Second Amendment. The coin is totally free. Just go to supportthesecond.com. It's the first link in the description below. I want to thank them for supporting the show, and I want to thank you for being here with me today. I'm sure that everybody didn't have a full 48 hours to watch all of the uh, speakers on stage. Joe Ray is a rare breed, a very special person. And I think she's going to be great for Oregon. Obviously, the Democrats have done a lot of damage. And Joe Ray is just the person to go ahead and fix that. So here we go with Joe Ray Perkins. (laughs) All right. Welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the corruption detector. And joining me today once again is Joe Ray Perkins. Joe Ray, how are you today? I am excellent, Zach. It is so exciting to be here. Awesome. Yeah, I'm having a great time. All of these people talking from every single state in the union, even one that isn't a state yet, New California. Are are you aware of New California? I've heard about New California. It's good stuff. I, I have friends that are working on it right now. But Please, it's been one year since the last time we were together on stage. Well, not on stage. I guess we were on stage at different times, right. but we didn't share the stage. And uh, and that was at Bard's Fest. And it's uh, how crazy it is that we are here one year later. It's a distinctly different mood, you know. I mean, Bard's Fest. Uh, you know, Scott did something that I felt was really necessary in the Truth and Freedom Movement. He brought people together, and it was formed around our our shared faith. Okay, yes. and now. It's not only around our shared faith, but it's also around our shared patriotism and looking towards the future. As we move into this n- midterm primary election here in November, how are you feeling about the State of the Union?
5: Well, that's a loaded question, it Zach. Is, but it's okay, one to be honest. <laughs> So, I really believe that we have an incredible opportunity this year to start to take back our republic, to start to take back this country. When people don't vote, they're giving it away. Mm-hmm. And when people say, don't vote, you can't overwhelm the, the system, you can't, you know, it's so corrupt, there's nothing you can do. That's really in my opinion, where they, the people that are stealing the vote, want that's what they want us to do. Mm-hmm. They really want us to, to give up. We cannot give up. We've got to keep their feet to the fire. So I have a lot of hope, and we're seeing that. I'm out um, as a senator nominee in the state of Oregon this year. I'm going to fairs all over the state, and I'm talking to a lot of disenfranchised Democrats. Mm-hmm. They're they're sick and tired because it's not the Democrat. They're they're more like um, Kennedy Democrats,
0: mm-hmm.
5: um, even though some of them are much younger. But that's you know that was the the symbol of their of their Party for so long was JFK, and but they're they're so frustrated with everything that's going on, right. and uh, so I, I I have a lot of hope that we, as long as we stay in the battle, mm-hmm. as long as we hold their feet to the fire and we keep bringing things forward, such as what is going on here at the moment um, of Truth Summit, and saying, look, here's all this data from all these states. There has to be a there, there. Sure, yeah. we have a fighting chance. Their goal. Forget socialism, they're taking us straight into Marxist and communism, absolutely
4: yeah, they're skipping a step there, so i I think what you just said there, you know the idea of Kennedy Democrats, you know now being part of our movement, you know i mean i I see that a lot, you know I mean, like I was a Democrat for most of my life up until Obama, <laughs> I was like i, I don't trust anybody <laughs> I was like it's it's not just it's not Republicans that are bad, or bad, it's just these people are corrupt, and they just right. happen to be in politics so uh, how do you feel about the the overall chances for you to be successful there in your state? Uh, do you see a lot of, uh, I guess, you know, effort to try to derail you? Uh, do you think that uh, it, that the vote is going to be fair? Do you think that it's going to be uh, something that we can rely on? Or do you think that it's going to be something that is not trustworthy? Wow.
5: I'm going to win. Yeah. I serve a miracle working God. And that is always number 1 to me. Against man's odds, I know I'm going to win. Senator Ron Wyden is worried. Mm-hmm. He's they're out there doing polling. He's running he, he's a far left person. Uh, he's running ads on Christian radio stations, touting what wonderful things he's done, and basically what he does, which so many of our elected people do, is they give us trinkets and they're selling the farm Yes, out from underneath this. Look here, don't look over there. Mm-hmm. So I feel very good about our chances, the mere fact that he's running those ads and doing the surveying that they're doing. Uh, so one of the questions they're doing a survey asking people, Do you know this candidate? You know, are you familiar with White and are you familiar with Perkins? How likely you to vote for either one of them? Well one of the questions that they ask is, Well, Perkins was in Washington DC on January the sixth, mm-hmm. where five law enforcement officers were killed.
4: Mm-hmm. Making that false equivocation. And yes. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Correct. But, but
5: and so the, the person that called and told me about the survey, he corrected the person asking the questions that not one law enforcement officer was killed on January yeah. 6th. And, oh, I'm just reading the script. And absolutely, he's going to vote for me. The idea is that they're trying to dissuade people mm-hmm. yeah. because I'm, you know, there is no connection. There is no correlation. Um If that, if it was not true, but if it were true, I was, it would still have nothing to do with me being there. I was there to exercise my first amendment rights, all of them. Mm -hmm. So that, so they're scared and we know, we know that they're scared. So we feel very strongly um, about winning and they're not going to see it coming. I really believe that.
4: So the primaries in Oregon, is that closed or is that open? Like when you voted in the primary, do you have to be a Democrat if you vote for a Democrat? Do you have to be a Republican if you vote for a Republican? Yes. We, okay. have,
5: we have closed primaries in Oregon, and I'm thankful. Yeah. The re- and While well, we need open primaries, we would end up with two Democrats. Yeah. We would not have a fighting chance. We see this in other liberal states like California. Um, I think they have ranked choice voting. But um, it's not good. I prefer a closed primary. That way the party gets to choose who they want. And then I've been talking to voters afterwards, and they're going, well, Republican or Democrat, and I tell them I'm I'm a freedom candidate. Sure.
4: I like that. I like
5: that. I I don't want to identify as a Republican, Mm -hmm. and I'm not a Republican in name only. I'm a constitutionalist. I'm a patriot. And and so what I'm telling people is, look, in the primary, it's about the party. In the general, it's about the issues
4: and the person. Totally
5: different thing. And the voters are getting it.
4: So, Oregon essentially wrote the book on universal mail-in ballots, didn't they? Yes. Uh, do you know what percentage of people actually show up on election day versus vote via via mail-in ballots?
5: Oh, we're 100% vote by mail. Oh, they don't even allow you to show up to no. the polls. No. Oh my God. We have no polls.
4: Oh, we I. I... Can,
5: we can drop our ballots off on election day. Last legislative cycle, they um, decided to go by postmark, which is interesting because we don't put a stamp on our envelopes anymore. It's paid for by the state or the counties, actually. So I didn't even know there was a postmark on there. So now the Postal Service has to postmark them because when it's postage paid, they don't normally postmark them. Oh, my gosh. So uh, but we're telling people, hold on to your ballot, hand deliver it. At your county if you can on Election Day.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the only way to ensure that it gets into the proper hands, because if it's only going through the mail, you know, who knows who's going to handle that in the meantime?
5: Well, there's so much mail that's lost every year as it is. If people saw the lost mail bins. And I mean, we've all probably had you know, y'all, all all the listeners. I'm sure you at some point or you know someone in that has gotten a piece of mail that was postmarked like six months ago. Right, right. And but where has this been all this time? Then then it shows up, and so it's it's not good.
4: Well, not only that, but, you know, I just I moved to Florida a year ago. My forwarding is still in place. And what the post office does is send you a picture, like a scan of everything you're going to get that day. And frequently I get scans of other people's mail. People, our names are nothing alike. The address is completely different. Maybe it's just that they used to or they, they still live in Michigan, you know, but now I'm in Florida, but I'm getting their mail all the way down in Florida. So that just illustrates the incompetency of the postal service.
5: A- a- absolutely. Um, I-, I-, I get that service. And so I'll look to see, cause I want to know, if there some donations coming in, but now sure. i 'll going to a post office box. So I'm not too concerned about it, but um, oh, we can't take images of what was coming
4: in today. Well, then what
5: good is the service? Yeah. yeah. You can't take images and half the time it's the, the quote unquote junk mail.
4: So tell me in terms of local politics in Oregon, what is the most pressing issue for the people of your state?
5: So, locally, the number one issue is inflation, sure. crime, and homelessness. Those are the top three. Um, a lot of that in the Portland metro area. The inflation is statewide, but um, I say the inflation statewide, yeah. um, and, but the homelessness is a huge issue in mostly Portland. We see some of it, and I'm actually surprised how much we see in other counties, in other cities in Oregon. Um, and then crime is crime is through the roof. Yeah,
4: crime, drugs, homelessness, all of that. I, you know, I, I pay close attention to that because I see it as a, a fairly good indicator of the temperature of the voters. Okay, because. It's quite obvious all of those problems exist because of the Democrat administrations that have run uh, Oregon for such a long time. And I, I think that, you know, in addition to that Kennedy Democrat conversation we are having there, the Democrat Party has gone so far to the left. They have abdicated all responsibility or, uh, you know, like sense of belonging with those people who have a sense of faith, who have a sense of lawfulness and the people in Portland, like purchased a home at a certain value and now up and down their street all it is is a bunch of b- bunch of junkies in tents and they're being told that they can't do anything about it so, you know you have to let somebody take a poop in your front yard yeah. you know so- it's it's ridiculous and
5: last year well two years ago on the ballot was a bill that uh, instead of charging people with a crime uh, for having possessions of hardcore drugs, they can now have a personal possession for personal use. Mm-hmm. Define Indeed. personal use amount.
4: It's just a quarter ounce of crystal meth. That's for personal. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you're addicted. <laughs> well, um, the, I don't know anybody that would have crystal meth or heroin or any of these drugs. On, they're all addicted. That's yeah, the thing. I you know, I know, I know.
5: <laughs> I know. And so or, so, Oregon, so Oregon is, is a swing state. Yes. Oregon is the first all vote by mail state. Mm-hmm. Oregon is the first state to approve... Doctor-assisted suicide became model legislation. Oregon is the first state to allow abortion up until the the, 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 uh, birth, until the moment of birth. Oregon is the first state to decriminalize marijuana. Oregon is the first state to decriminalize possession of hardcore drugs, and they can't arrest them. Mm -hmm. And now, if you're if you're if you're if you're caught with doing a crime, the police can barely arrest you for anything. The people that that are arrested, um, if they're caught with too much drugs, it's. Some of this is, I'm, I'm going to apologize ahead of time, is not 100% accurate,
4: but it's, it's pretty darn close. That's fine, that's fine. It's
5: pretty close. Um, do you want to go to rehab, yes or no? No. Okay.
4: So if There's the answer is a- yes, a- they will take them to rehab, but if the answer is no, they just put them back out on the yes. street, go to the bus station?
5: Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So what's happening is now we're getting more people coming to Oregon because, hey. I can get stoned there. And right. nothing is going to happen
4: to me. That's, uh, that's a very important point. Uh, I mean, and it's got to be scary for, like, the people, the native residents of Oregon. I mean, imagine the worst of the worst, you know, I mean, like, and not necessarily worst people, but I mean, the worst situation, you know, I mean, anybody can get addicted to drugs and alcohol and anybody's life can spiral out of control. But if you are creating a circumstance, which allows that lifestyle to be fostered and to be nurtured, you know, I mean, I don't see them doing anything to to clean up the situation. All they're doing is saying, We are not going to arrest you, and you know, essentially, you can come here and wreck your life if that's what you want.
5: Yes, that's what's happening. Yeah. So the people were lied to; they got duped, and they voted in favor of the bill. It's it's unconscionable, and now there's efforts to try to get it to get it fixed.
4: That was my next question. Yes,
5: yeah. Yeah, So so now there's efforts. So the senator that I'm going after, Ron Wyden, Mm -hmm. he, uh, as everybody knows, the inflation reduction act yes yes that's an oxymoron (laughs) (laughs) if ever there was an oxymoron for a bill i think that one gets the a
4: plus he's the one who said next question the other day isn't he he was i'm pretty certain he was asked about the inflation reduction and they're like how how quickly is this going to reduce inflation he was like next question
5: (laughs) so this is a man whose own son adam wyden is his hedge fund manager down in florida Mm -hmm. When Wyden came out, the billionaire's tax last year, which is a smoke and mirrors. I won't go into it because I want to talk about sure. the Inflation Act yeah. thing. But it said my dad knows nothing about business.
4: Yes, I saw that. <laughs> I,
5: I would love his endorsement. So, Adam, <laughs> <laughs> endorsement. Anyway, so Wyden said something to the effect, and this is paraphrased, but it's pretty darn close, on this Inflation Reduction Act. Well, corporations that are manufacturing out of country. Now, I do not follow any business for manufacturing out of country. Mm-hmm. Their, biz- their, jo- their goal is to make money.
4: Well, and they have to be successful at what they're doing so they can even produce the products. And if the, 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 the laws and, and the restrictions that the United States government is placing on them, which is forcing them to go out of the country, I mean, what are you going to do? You, you, you want to wear shoes? Yeah. You got to have tires for your car? Yeah. Well, that's, well that,
5: that's it. So he's lamenting that they're not paying enough for their taxes. Tires, yep. cars, shoes.
2: No. Oh
0: fighterflare.com human
3: catastrophe is closing in nobody knows how far this one is going to go you can feel the heat as tension is rising globally war is expensive open a noble gold investments ira today and you can claim a free three ounce silver american virtue coin just use the promo code gold go to noblegoldinvestments.com now this performance may not be indicative of future results investing in precious metals including gold involves risks consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision
5: but wait there's more so while he's lamenting this Last year from Nike executives he got over sixty thousand dollars. Of course he did. And where do they manufacture? In China.
4: Yes, yes, yes. And aren't they based in Oregon though? isn't, yes. isn't that where they were they, they were incorporated? They
5: are based in Oregon. Yeah. Phil yeah. Knight lives in Portland. Yeah. And he gives millions of dollars to candidates at the Oregon's a very interesting state. Federally I'm limited how much I can get as a donation from any one person. $2,900. That's the max per election cycle. So, different than the primary was $2,900. Now the general
4: $2,900.
5: candidate one of our governor candidates i don't know how much it was but it was well over a million dollars that he gave her
4: you they, so you when it's in the general you can get that much from a, a corporation it doesn't matter okay anybody okay
5: they can get money from anybody for on a non-federal race in oregon yeah. primary general doesn't matter they can write a 50 million dollar check out of their bank account
4: can you think of any good reason why a a, a local non-federal race would need that much money in it for a single person I mean that 's not nefarious no, no, yeah,'m
5: like you guys can see the look I just used that it's like it's like this does not compute in no. my brain because i 'm just going no. so they own them yes,
4: exactly yeah. that 's yeah. the only reason that's the only
5: reason, so they own them for whatever it is now again, a corporation well i 'm going to take the nefarious corrupt part out a pure business person. Mm-hmm. Their goal is to get things to be better for themselves, sure. for their business. Yeah, that's their goal. But now we are in. Um, isn't fascism where corporations and the government are kind of?
4: Yeah, it's like a, a meshing better, of the two. Yeah, 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 yeah.
5: That's kind of where we are. So I'm, I'm anti-fascist. Shh.
4: <laughs> I think we're all anti-fascist. You know, the um, you know, all, all, although the Germans had nice cars during World War II, I will say that. If it wasn't, (laughs) I'm not not trying to come up with a good reason for that. But I'm just saying, you know, um, what happens is that the traditional anti-fascists, the Antifa people, what they don't realize is that the views and uh, the philosophies they espouse are actually fascist. You know, I mean, to be able to tell somebody how they should think or feel or, you know, who they can associate with or, you know, what they can believe in and what they can't believe in. I mean, that's the true fascism.
5: Absolutely, and and they don't they don't get it. They they kind of they kind of miss that mm-hmm. um, that idea. But they, they, we're talking about a group of people that are told what to think, not how to think, not how to critically think. I asked a fa- uh, an anti-fascist a few years ago what her her concern was, and it was something along the lines of the the patriarchal corporations that are running America. And I said, okay, so you're having an issue with male dominated corporations. And she goes, well, no, they're run by women too.
4: So that's not patriarchal.
5: Right. So, okay. So she doesn't know what patriarchal means. <laughs> and so, you know, and I said, okay, can we break this down to a fifth grade level so that my audience can understand what it is that you're really saying? Mm-hmm. And she looks at me, she goes, I'm, I'm done with this conversation and walks off because she was only given the talking points. That's
4: so common. You know, and this is a major problem with that side, too, is that they're not really interested in having a conversation. They are interested in dictating those talking points right, right. and in forcing that upon you. And when you challenge them or when you want to have a debate. Because, I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with talking. There's nothing. I mean, that's, that's American, isn't it? I mean, that's what I was raised with. Well, well that's it. And I, and I really wanted to know. Why she was for Antifa, I really
5: want to know what was on her mind. What was she worried about? What was her concerns? Mm -hmm. Because if we don't ask these questions genuinely, we will never have an opportunity to break through that barrier. And so what I do a lot of times, Zach, and I said this yesterday at a fair, I said to this couple, I said, so I'm going to guess that you want to love and be loved, that you want a roof over your head, be able to... Have food on the table, provide for your family, feel safe and secure in your home. Yeah. And for the most part, you really want the government to leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. The guy says, well, except for the government part. I said, but, what?
4: But he, he wants the government in his business? Uh,
5: yeah. I said, so you don't want the government to leave you alone. And he goes, well, no. And I go, okay, so you're okay with the government meddling and everything. He goes, well, and I go, let me give you an example. Toilets. I said, so you replace your toilet, 1.2 gallons per flush. But yet if I go to a commercial building, it's not 1.2 million or 1.2 gallons per flush. They work. Yeah. And I go, but in our homes, and his wife says they don't
4: work. Wait, you're saying like they don't have jobs or the toilets no, don't no, work? The
5: toilets don't work. Yeah. When, you know, you have to flush it more than once. Right, exactly. So course, then you're
4: using double the water. and the, yeah. Double
5: the water, right? Yeah. And, and so I looked at me and said, I understand the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But the practical use doesn't work. In reality, yeah. I said, that's the kind of meddling I'm talking about. She got it. He's just kind of going, huh?
4: Like, yeah, govern, govern me harder, Daddy. Uh, you know, this, this couple's in their sixties. We're not oh, talking. Oh God, I was picturing a couple in their twenties or something. No. So you know, what's even more dis- distressing about that, like besides like implementing policy that just isn't practical, is that they had to pay. Probably a whole bunch of people to come up with that policy, spending God knows how much money over time, and then, you know, waste the time voting on it and then putting it out there and then printing up uh, probably uh, collateral to educate people and then changing everything over. It's ridiculous.
5: And to top it off, because that was done at the federal level, it's not constitutional. No, No. There's nothing in there that's constitutional. No.
4: Okay. Okay. So now switching from Oregon to the United States. What do you feel is the most pressing issue for the people of America at large?
5: When my, my brain, this is when my synopsis really starts. It's like ricochet rabbit for those of you that are old enough. Remember ricochet rabbit. Bing, bing, bing. Um, first of all, we need to reeducate people. This is a republic. Mm-hmm. It is not a democracy. Right, right. And people need to do their own study to figure that one out. But this is a republic, and that's important. We
4: have the Internet. Yes.
5: (laughs) Look look it up. Look at the difference. Yeah. Do a deep dive. We've got to get back to what the role of the federal government is. It is way too big, way too bloated, and we have got to start pushing back. They are responsible, along with the Federal Reserve Board, or of this inflation mm-hmm. they're spending money i started off talking about the inflation reduction act i said it's an oxymoron yeah. because all they're doing is spending is almost 700 money? billion dollars well, more like money 750
4: billion okay. yeah so that's not that's not going to reduce inflation all it's going to they're going to print more money and it's going to come from yes. somewhere
5: right and it's fake money as it is yes. so when i started this journey preparing for this in 2009 2010 we were around nine trillion dollars in debt today it's 30.7 trillion dollars yeah, yeah. So I, that was yesterday so it's, it's higher um but i want to put a trillion dollars into perspective for people <laughs> i'm going to give you a million dollars to spend every day how many years until you can get to one trillion
4: uh, i'd have to do it on a calculator yeah but...
5: <laughs> it's it's over 2400 years okay
4: okay okay a lot of time
5: that's one trillion Take that times thirty. That's insane. It is yeah. the, the numbers unfathomable to us, right? We, yeah. let's just say you can't even fathom a million dollars. How do we fathom the, the trillion? They are spending money worse than drunken sailors. My apologies to the sailors.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, I mean, it's 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 out of control. This is not the job of the Congress. The job of the Congress is in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8. There's 18 sentences, paragraphs, they're called clauses. But how do they get away with this? They call the bills constitutional. Mm -hmm. If you look in your constitution, it's Article 1, Section 8, Clause 18. And what that clause says is that Congress has the right to make the laws necessary to bring about the foregoing, the previous 17.
0: Mm
5: -hmm. And... Other laws and rules necessary for the agencies and for the government to operate according to the Constitution. Mm -hmm. So I paraphrased it, but what I just said, every bit of that is in the 18th clause, okay? So that's all there. It's not, oh, here's an extraneous thing. No, it's what is in the Constitution of the role of the federal. That is the most pressing thing because until we get back to holding the feet to the fire of our elected officials, tell them, look, you are voting... Against the Constitution, which means you just violated your oath of office. Mm -hmm. You took an oath to defend the Constitution. How do you defend a Constitution that you voted on a bill that is unconstitutional?
4: Right, right. You can't. It's completely lost on them. And let's be honest, I I don't think many of them are really interested in defending the Constitution. In most cases, they're not even interested in representing the people who elected them. And a major problem is that Congress creates these bloated federal agencies that don't have the power to create laws. And they don't create laws, they create like, you know, rules and statutes, you know, and then you have to follow it as if it's a law. And that's how we get stuff like the EPA. So this leads me to my next question. If you could remove three public, uh, uh, public administrative agencies from the federal government, like EPA, DHS, you know, on and on, you take your pick. Which ones would you get rid of?
5: Department of Education. Okay, number one. That one's got to go. Yep. Federal Reserve Board. That's, a, that's not an agency, it's, it's a bank cartel. It's a bank cartel. Yeah. Um, Department of Homeland Security. We have 17 investigative agencies. Why? Yep. yep. We don't need 17 ridiculous we don't need the dhs uh we don't need the cd we don't need them every state has their own department of forestry we don't need a department of forestry Mm -hmm. we need them off of our land in oregon they own 53 percent own quote unquote they own 53 percent of the land in oregon Mm -hmm. unconstitutional purely unconstitutional Mm -hmm. so we've got to push back on all of these but why don't they? Because somebody's getting money in their back pocket, right. just like Ron Wyden yes
4: slush fund. Every all that money just comes right back into their pockets. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: So, but there's more on Ron. Well, now, that, now this on his wife, yeah. Nancy Bass Wyden, is the heiress to the Strand Bookstore Company, which is a famous bookstore, okay. used bookstore in in New York. Uh, they may or may not live in New York. They sold their Manhattan townhouse in 2016. She's never been registered to vote in Oregon, from what I can tell, and um, that's his second wife. Okay. And um, we're not quite sure, but I heard the kids go to private school in New York, so we don't know where he lives. <laughs> but he should live with his wife and children, wherever that is. You would, you would imagine. But he doesn't live in Oregon. Anyway, Strand Bookstore, she got $2.7 million of PPE money.
4: Oh wow! Okay. Did she stay open during the 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 scam or uh, did she just take the money and close the bookstore?
5: Uh, she laid off 126 people. Of rehired a couple of them, yeah. and she said oh, I'm going to have to pay back the money." Oh, guess what? No, you don't have to. Yeah. She yep. got to keep the
4: 2.7 million dollars. Wow. See, now, Joe Ray, if one of us had done that, you know, we would be in in prison. You yes. know, they would be coming after us. I, I heard a story of a guy who, you know, he he created a company. And then he filed for the PPP loans, and then he bought a Lamborghini. If he hadn't bought a Lamborghini, I don't know. Yeah, he totally would have gotten away with it. But, you know, there he is posting it on Instagram. You know, she, meanwhile, gets $2.7 million, hires a couple of people back at probably their same salaries. Yeah. I I don't think that Shannon had have given them, you know, a, a lot more money. Right. And then she gets to keep the money, and she doesn't do anything. We would go to jail. We,
5: we, we would go to jail. So the rich get richer, and I didn't used to believe that. Yep. Um, that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Uh, unfortunately, it's true because they're controlling everything. But we, the people, we have such a golden opportunity this year. Friends, you have got to vote. You have to vote. If you're not registered to vote, get registered, please. 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 I'm, I don't beg. I'm begging you. So I do beg. Um, and this is so we are on a precipice. I feel like we are hanging 10 over a cliff looking over and the wind is at our back. That is where we are. We are this close to failing. That is their goal. That's what the pandemic was about. We know that that's what this exploding inflation is about. That's what these open borders are about. Um, it's all about the the food shortages that are happening. It's all about completely destroying our country. Mm -hmm. And we have got friends you have to fight with. And I, and I, You you listen to Zach, you listen to Red Pill 78, but you've got to share this with your friends, your family, your co-workers. And if they say my vote doesn't count, all you got to do is say, yeah, but your non-vote counts twice for the person you really don't want to see elected. So, yeah, your non-vote counts double.
4: Please vote. Yeah. Amen. Wise words. Uh, So uh, final message to... Not only the voters in Oregon, but to the rest of the country, too, because I would imagine once we get to see you in Washington, D.C., then your profile is going to raise and then uh, you'll end up moving on to another office sometime in the future. So what do you want the people of America to know most of all? Besides, please vote.
5: We you've heard this, that this country is that shining light on the hill. Mm -hmm. We are that country where people leave their homelands, everything they know, to come here for freedom, for what they have heard that we have. And at a great cost, so many of them immigrate here. And they come here and they're blown away at what they're seeing. We have a chance to make a difference. Stay engaged, get engaged. Not everybody's going to run for
0: office. Mm-hmm.
5: Write letters to the newspaper. Call your local radio host. Um, become a that. Yeah, dot
4: com. So I was about to say that. A precinct
0: committee. <laughs> I'm person. so glad that
4: we said yeah. that at the same yeah, time. That was
0: awesome. <laughs> that was
5: good. Get get involved in your local party. You are the change. This country. Uh, Alexander Hamilton quote that I, I have a of his on, on the shelf. My bookshelf says, "Here, sir, we the people." govern Mm -hmm. it is up to us nobody outside of jesus is going to come in and rescue us but he didn't say sit around and be a monk on the hill waiting for it to happen right faith without works is dead we through god are the solution We're the ones that have to go out there and and make it happen i asked the lord what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to say my whole journey running for office god gets all the glory Mm -hmm. it's it's not about me it's the message it's i'm the voice and it's fun. I got to say, it's fun. When yeah. you do what you're supposed to do, it's, it's a lot. It's a blast, right? I mean, Absolutely. It. It's it's
4: not a job. It's yeah. a blessing for it, sure. It,
5: it is a blessing. So get involved. Be positive. Encourage people. When things are looking down, look up. It's the best thing that you can do. And if you want to support me, I'm going to ask you. Uh, that was my last question. Okay, yeah, tell people go. how to find you and support Alrighty. you. So I'm going to ask for the top three things are prayers, prayers, and more prayers. Okay. I travel Oregon 90 plus percent of the time solo. Mm-hmm. I get in my car, I go. And there's days when I'm on the road. Um, I a couple of weeks ago, last week, see, I lose track of time. Um, I went from Albany to Sisters, which is a two-hour drive to Redmond, which is a 20-minute drive to Ontario, which is a five-hour drive. Okay. In one day. Wow. That was one day.
4: Do you do you, have, do you have like a camper van? Are you sleeping? Um, I drive the... a
5: Corvette. You drive.
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want people to look when you're driving down the street? Does it say "Vote Joe Ray Perkins" on no, the side? I can't get from hold the, the bus my
5: sign guy. But unfortunately, we have a little mechanical problem with it again. So okay. I'm driving. I'm actually driving my my campaign manager's Camry right now. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah, that just happened this week. But anyway. Um, It's, 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 that's why I need prayers, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. (laughs) Donations. The amount of money that goes into political campaigns is obscene. Mm -hmm. Ron Wyden has over $8 million.
4: Of course, of course. He's been in office for how many years? 41 and a half years. Oh, man, yeah. Time to go home, Ron. Go home. Yeah.
5: Um, Okay, so... Do you want to guess how much money I have in my account? Oh, gosh. You're going to be way too high. Uh,
4: No, I I really don't know. I I mean, like, if you've been at this since 2009, then I know that you have been spending money actively the entire time. And Ron, obviously, is the corporate candidate, so he's going to have that Nike money and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to say, because my friend J.R. Majewski, running for Congress in Ohio, uh, I know that he was like perpetually between like twenty five dollars and $50,000. So I'm going to say in that range. $9,000. 9000 Oh, Lord. That's
5: what's in the bank account before my trip here. Oh, wow. Um, again, who what, would what I serve? Yes. A miracle working God. Yes. So money's coming in. If you feel so led, pray about it. If you feel really? so led, you can go to Perkins. We made it super simple. Perkins.vote.
4: Perfect. Donate. That's awesome. We need the
5: donations. That like
4: burns into your mind yeah. when you see Perkins.
5: Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah Perkins.vote. We need the donations. As long as you're a U.S. citizen, you can, you can donate. And um, if you live in Oregon, your vote. And if you want to volunteer, there's volunteer things that you can do and you don't have to live in Oregon and you can sign it to volunteer.
4: They let you. Oh wow! Okay, okay.
5: Well, yeah, because people can um, phone call because it's all it's that all. That makes digital. sense. That makes sense. Um, if, if people want to write letters to the editor, they can yeah. do that. Yep. Um, people can go. Hey, I can repost on social media. I love social media. I'm a social media. Guru and I know how to do all this. I need that. Yeah. That's an area that we don't have. I spend less time now on social media than I've ever had in, in recent history. I don't have time. I feel like
4: I mean I do too. Like it, it and even though we have truth social now, yeah. like I'm just like not on social media like I used to be. Right. I don't know. I mean I feel like we're all kind of tired, you know. I mean like we have been dragged through the ringer and the right. mud at the end of this, and nobody's slowing down, you know. But I mean, like you, you gotta pick your battles, you know, and I we, we need some running Joe Ray's social media because yes. that's just like a part of a campaign. You cannot, you can't right, get away with. Right, have I, yeah, have
5: it. yeah. I, I do, I do live Facebook live while I'm driving a lot of times. Oh, that's good. That's perfect. For- <laughs> yeah, yeah, people are against the lot. No, it's not. I'm not I'm holding not my phone. The phone. <laughs> it's like changing the station on your radio. Right. Click. Right. Driving along, click, drive along. Yep. This is not illegal. Yep, yep. And I look at my phone on purpose less than if I was looking at a passenger sure, guarantee. I mean, sure. look how much I've looked at Zach. Just like if I'm driving in a car, it's the same thing But yep. when I'm live. But I but I like it because a lot of times I'm listening to a podcast. I I, I force myself to listen to the news again. Because I was just listening to podcasts and going, oh, I'm missing a few things out there. I better start listening to the news I a little more. It was hard. It's like, oh, that's the hardest part. But, um, but that's what sparks me of going, oh, my gosh. And then, I, then off I go. And so it's, it's a lot of fun because that just gives me things to talk about and have a good time with that. But, again, the prayers, finances if you can, volunteer, and if you're in Oregon, vote. And if you know people in Oregon, tell them about me, Perkins.Vote.
4: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Joe thank Ray, you. for coming here and hanging out with me today. I absolutely love and support you, and I hope that we're going to get Ron Wyden out of office because he, he's. Done. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to be there anymore. It's time for new blood. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you as well. Thanks again for being here.